0: Hello there welcome to six minute states it's chloe president here with simon delarue we're on day three of the states of deliberation uh we kicked off today where we left off yesterday weirdly enough uh so yeah it was an amendment which i think simon was probably the best to explain
1: yeah this was uh on the government work plan amendment uh, number 11 uh which was laid by deputy mark Helio. we uh, heard from him uh, last night actually although we didn't have time in our 11 uh, minute pod yesterday to explain what he'd been talking about but um, it it was basically a new scoring system that he wanted to be put in place for future iterations of this very uh, process of sorting out the government's priorities Um, and his concern was that he uh, felt uh, members really should put it out there um, for openness and transparency and indeed accountability uh, what exactly they felt priorities were before the um, debate even began and that uh, not only would they declare their priorities uh, but all of those results would be collated in an arithmetical hierarchical system to draw up a list uh, which would then be the uh, the sort of official list rather than a policy and resources um, recommended list um, for uh, the debate to take place. Um, in addition to that the um, suggestion was that this would happen next year but there wouldn't be another um, iteration of this whole government work plan uh, as currently slated for the summer of 2024 but they'd carry on through with those priorities all the way through to the next general election in 2025 Um, and so that was his uh, beef uh, openness and transparency Um, oddly enough the objections to this um, move centered around concerns about openness and transparency so we had for example deputy Heidi Soulsby who was an important speaker on this issue I think it's fair to say because she is the person at policy resources who is not only the vice president but responsible for carrying through this entire process and or at least steering it Um, she was saying well Actually, you know, you're going to end up with potentially deputies uh, um, conferring with each other in, you know, behind closed doors, as you put it, and figuring out what the priorities ought to be before they get there. And in fact, the way to do it more openly is in debate, where everybody can hear what's being said, and it's reported on live by the media, and there is a Hansard report saying what everyone said. And so that's more open and uh, transparent. Well, in the end, um, despite uh, objections, there was a, a fairly narrow. Um, victory for Deputy Hellier on this move and so now uh, this isn't the drawing up of a policy letter now to see this through, this is a, an immediate change of the rules of how this is all going to work and so that's what's going to happen now. There'll be that scoring system in place next year and no uh, GWP debate in uh, 2024 but I think it's fair to say that both, uh, both sides of that argument were in favour of openness and transparency, they just uh, differed on how it could be achieved. And then there was one more amendment, wasn't there, before we moved on from that government yes. work plan uh, amendments
0: the last amendment of the day was um, deputy it's a bit of a mouthful but it was one by deputy Furbrush, which had been seconded by Helier, which extended one that was successfully laid yesterday by Roffey about um, our future social housing stock potentially being sold to eligible applicants for 70% 75% sorry of their market value uh, that was carried 23 three to eight votes in the end but um, it it was quite a contentious issue I think I mean the people that did decide to say something were really passionate about what they were saying and Peter Roffey was adamant that it was it was gonna be a huge mistake essentially he said that it would actually facilitate rent induced poverty Um, and even though the going press hasn't heard directly from the GHA Peter Roffey did say that the GHA told him that they would not be willing to sell any of their existing housing stock so I mean who knows where that's gonna go but uh, Peter Furbrush came back with that and said he trusted that the GHA would accommodate discussions on that but that their autonomy might be interfered with so it sounds that there could be a bit of an overlap there Uh, but Rofi came back to that again saying that you know, what kind of message are we sending if we start, in his words, flogging social housing off when we already don't have enough of it? Um, Tina Burry stepped in as well and I think touched touched a bit of a nerve with the people listening. I know she did with me a little bit. Um, she was saying that at one point in her life she was on £2,000 salary, £1,000 of which was going on rent and £500 on t- childcare. And she still wasn't eligible for social housing. So her argument was these people aren't suddenly going to be able to afford to buy a home even if it is at that reduced rate. Um, People are just worrying about putting food on the table at the end of the day so it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone but at the end it it was voted in so I think the public response to that particularly will be quite, quite interesting
1: yeah and it's important to point out that for any people who are concerned about how it might affect them that this was an instruction for three committees to go away and work up um some plans about how this might be uh brought forward in future no decisions have been made yet about the idea of uh, selling off any social housing uh, just a decision to uh, to investigate it and then we uh then we moved on from uh, there into finally general debate after two and a half days of debate on the various uh, amendments the tinkering with the plan now they're onto the the main meat of it and um, there are a few comments from uh, Deputies uh, Gollop and uh, Carapal about the lack of uh, focus on sport and the arts in the uh, government work plan. But then very quickly we uh, came onto the subject that uh, is no surprise really that it's dominated uh, of this uh, cannabis review. And um, and th- this um, s- brought about some pretty emotive speeches. Firstly from Deputy Liam McKenna who gave um, some some really quite uh, I- emotional words about two people that he knew very well who'd been uh, Affected by the use of the drug, um, and uh, one of whose um, memorial services is due to attend shortly. Um, and uh, then from Deputy Sue Aldwell, who spoke uh, about with various um, statistics backing up her belief that um, it could potentially harm young people on the island. Um, and then we uh, then we heard some um, speeches that were on the other side of the fence on this, and um, in particular from Deputy Tina Berry, who um, is one of the prime movers behind wanting this. Uh, pursued. And she was at pains to point out to all the assembled, um, uh, this is a a current theme of this uh, meeting, this is not an instruction to go away and carry out uh, the legalisation of cannabis, not even an instruction to carry out a review, but just an instruction to figure out what resources will be needed uh, in order to carry out a review. So it's a really early stage development. Um, But then um, Deputy Rob Prow, who is of course the Home Affairs Minister, um, who's know is opposed to um, the progressing legalisation of cannabis he said well hang on a minute there's uh, there's more to this because the uh, non-punitive approach to small possession that's already underway this it seems to him would go further than that and we'll carry on with debate about that uh, tomorrow I'm sure it'll dominate uh, for the discussions then but uh, we've uh, run out of time and we're going to try and keep to it this time so uh, from uh, me and Chloe that's all for today and come back tomorrow on this feed for more on day four